Who's the little man now? The little man? You don't say you don't even say big man? No. When you're by yourself? Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Yeah. You can find more about us at fizzleshow.co. But suffice it to say, we've built successful online businesses without sacrificing creativity, joy, nerdery, or authenticity, or our woefully artistic sensibilities. And we want to help you do the same. Your hosts are, if we uh, if we were women's shoes, Corbett would be the classic black stiletto pump. Elegant and classy. Caleb would be a comfortable ballet flat, ready to work and comfortable to wear. And Chase would be a rhinestone-covered platform stiletto. Not always comfortable, but will stand out in a crowd. Here's to making all women feel fancy. That one comes to us from Jen Mulholland. That is excellent. Thank you, Jen. That's great. In this episode, when you first start your business, you may need to wear all the hats yourself, doing all the work yourself because you just can't afford to hire people to help you. And in this conversation, we get some clarity about what those hats are, okay? Which ones are important and how to think about them so that maybe we could do this whole thing a little bit better. We also share a few hats we hope to never wear again. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 62. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get into it. Who's the little man now? The little man? You don't say. You don't even say big man no. when you're by yourself? No, he just little? accepts that he's the little one. Who's yeah. little now, Steven? <laughs> Who's the little one now? Just, just like, like, look at that. You could create a whole, like, a whole movie's in that line. <laughs> like, you have to explain it somehow. I can't tell if it's the beginning or, like, the, the, you know, the climax of, like, pain and terror in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it definitely would be in the, uh, it would be a comedy, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And it would be in the trailer. In a world. <laughs> Who's a little man now, Steven? <laughs> in a world. God, that's good. All right. How you guys doing? It's 10 o'clock in the morning. We don't normally uh, record at this time. Yeah, so we're not drunk, folks. We're just drunk on morning time juice. High on life, loving each other. Who's a little man, Steven? I don't know. You tell me. See, I can't even rhyme. I'm so early, I can't even so rhyme. So early. So early, I can't even rhyme. But I'm hoping that this gets us into a different like, sort of headspace. For, oh, it, oh, it will. Uh, for uh, you know, just get 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 into some of the the rich tips, hard costs, the uh, fluffy fluffy the ins pigeons, and outs, the ups and downs, ins and outs, ups and downs. What we're basically doing is we're bailing cotton. We just want you to be able to take a big old deuce in it. Is that like a? Were you trying to make up a cool saying like uh, that? I have one of my yeah, cool sayings. Yeah, you were trying to make yeah, it up. I was trying to. I was trying. I was trying to find an urban way into talking about Essen and tall cotton. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, Actually, someone sent me, you know that like uh, English keep calm and carry on thing? It said, keep calm and and tall cotton. No way. (laughs) Yes. And I would say, I would try to say the gentleman's name who's a fizzler who we've talked to, I've talked to a lot online and I just don't know how to pronounce it. Wait, what is it? Hold on. Should I look? Hold on. Let me me pull it up. Uh, You know, I can't even guess about, uh, hold on. Here it comes. Here it comes. This is riveting radio. This is good radio, okay. yeah. Oh. We have to talk about what you're doing. Uh, Yuri. Jiri, Yuri Pavlenen. Yep. That sounds about like I would have said it. Yeah, would you go Yuri or Jiri? I'd probably say Yuri. Yuri. I don't know. 
Yeah, but yeah, did you see the? Uh, the no, I didn't. Keep calm. Keep calm. And, <laughs> and tall cotton. It well, is. I know where that's going. <laughs> it's going. It's going right on my favorites list. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, is Caleb on the line? Caleb, are you there? I am on the line. Caleb, give us a little bit of a rundown of of the conversations that we're going to be having today. So we're going to break this into two episodes, and the first one's going to be about. Uh, Figuring out what you should be working on and how many hats you have to wear versus what you can delegate to other people, and we're going to we talking like cool about, hats, like what kind of cool hats we should wear, like, like beer, beer hats, yeah, like yeah. trucker hats, bear fedoras, hats, stuff like that. Yeah, okay, reindeer hats. Just you a reindeer hats. hat? No, you like a, like a little reindeer hat? Yeah, that's what I want. Okay, so we're going to talk about going. how all the different things you could possibly do in your business. And how at the beginning you kind of have to wear them all, but once you get to a point where you can start to like find people to take them over, how to choose which things to delegate to other people. Okay, so part one is coping with figuring out how to do everything you need to do by yourself, mm-hmm. assuming mm-hmm. that you don't have money to hire someone or a spouse who's good yeah. at other stuff that yeah. can help you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or friends you can like trade work for or bribe or whatever you need to do. Mm. Okay, so mm. maybe there's a little bit of in-between stuff. Maybe that's in yeah. the second part of the episode about normally, when you still can Normally, can't... when it comes to bribing friends, there's some in-between stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> in-between stuff. <laughs> uh, so maybe before you can actually hire people and pay, um, maybe there are some tricks and tips and rich... Favors. Yeah, favors yeah. that you can use mm-hmm. your your feminine wiles or whatever yeah, my, to get people, my feminine wiles. Yeah. To get I'm going to teach you how to use my feminine wiles to get, they're not very good, but you got to deal with what God gave you. Yeah. I'm just as God made me. Yeah. So, all right, Caleb. <laughs> so what do you want to start with? You want to talk about how, when you first get going with your business, you have to pretty much do everything on your own. Yeah. So you when like you first figure stuff out, when you first get going, we all come into this. I thought you were just going to repeat his word. <laughs> yeah, we can start there. So when you first get going, you really have to do everything on your own. Wouldn't you say so, Caleb? <laughs> Where are we going to go next, Caleb? <laughs> what are you going to say? I was going to say, um, when you first get into this, whatever, you know, uh, people come from different walks of life, different stages in their life, and we have a certain set of skills. Most of us aren't extreme generalists generalists where we can do everything most of us have a couple of things that we're good at and then a bunch of stuff that we're like oh i don't know what that's all about how am i going to get that done so a lot of times do you feel like businesses get by even though they ignore the stuff that the founder or the sole you know start starter person is not good at like what if what if I'm what if I get into this and I'm really good at design, but I have no idea about accounting or legal or um business strategy or whatever? Can I just ignore all that stuff? Will I be okay if I just rely on the thing that I'm really good at? Or do I need to how much of that other stuff do I need to like learn about and read about and find out about and pay to attention to? It kind to? of feels like the first part of this ends up being about um, you know, well what is what is the thing? that we're building, like getting it straight in my head, right? How many times do people reach out to us and say, yeah, I got this idea for a thing. I'm just trying to figure out if I need to incorporate it as an LLC and how I'm going to go ahead and trademark my IP in this thing. And yeah, I'm just, just dealing with that stuff. And then I'm going to get started. Right. You know? And our advice is always the same. Like, don't even deal with that right now. Yeah. Wait, wait, just when you actually prove that this exists and that there's a need for it and that people are interested in it, when you see what it's like to do this business and ask yourself, do I really want to do this for a while? You know, when you have those yeah. experiences, then 
then start wondering about if it should be an LLC or an S corp or maybe just a sole proprietorship. Oh, but and or those, not, you or, know? Yeah, or not at all. So right? that's that's the question. Like, what what's sacred? What do you have to focus on? Yeah. No matter what your skill sets are, and what can you kind of because that you know that's when you're operating with limited resources. That's kind of the name of the game. It's figuring out what's critical that I really have to pay attention to because I don't have time to do everything right yeah. now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and you, are things like accounting and incorporating your company and stuff like that are those things really going to matter in those first six months? Right. Probably and not. We, you know what's so great uh, on that point? I mean, we have to say that that accounting episode that we did, um, just like you know, basics of business finance almost or business accounting. You that use you, that for falling asleep at night, right? I, when when you have trouble sleeping, I, you just like put that I one literally. On. You, it's a great episode because I participate almost not at all in it, but it it le- it even just in listening back to it recently, it's like. Oh my god, yeah, like I, this is such a great little primer on just quit worrying about X, Y, and Z and just this, get this set up, separate bank account, do these two things, right? And then you're then then go build the business and yeah. see what that's actually like. Right. Because these two things save you a whole hell of a lot of heartache down the line when you're doing taxes and this, that, and the other. So when you have this this separate bank account and, and this stuff that you got into in that episode, it was just it was if anybody's thinking about that stuff, gotta get it, gotta get into that that episode. So, but let's be clear. When you're starting out with a business, it's really easy to think about the the legal structure, the accounting, the business yeah. cards, the, you know, how am I going to build out my team? What's the org structure going to look like when mm-hmm. I have 20 people? Like all of this stuff that's super future that doesn't matter if you don't get a couple of things right, yeah. right? So what yeah. what what's at the top of the list? The absolute must do no matter what skills you have, you have to get this right. Otherwise, nothing else matters. Well, here's what I feel like is the is the is the rub about life and business today. It's uh, no matter what we do, no matter what your business, no matter what you're an expert in, you could be have, you could have been doing the you know Philharmonic cello you know lead chair for the last 25 years. No matter how amazing you are at what you do, you also have to be your own media company now. Like you have to be your own, everybody is their own, you know, media agency because that's what it looks like to actually get someone to your doorstep to understand, Hey, you, you have this, how to do the, how to play the cello thing, you know, for advanced players, you know, for, for 250 bucks. That's amazing. It'll probably be the best product on the market for that thing. Anybody who's, who wants to be in 10 years, who wants to be in, in two years, have that seat at the Philharmonic or any other orchestra in the world, you can get them from being really good at this to being absolutely exceptional for 250 bucks. The best 250 bucks anybody who plays cello could ever spend, right? But guess what? Nobody knows about your thing. Yeah. You know, nobody knows how to get there or what it means. Not only do you have to make this product, not only do you have to know about the the topic. Then you also have to know how to teach it. Then you also have to know how to package it together into some sort of a thing. Then you also need to know how to like write and like a sales page for this thing, create a headline, understand how people are going to land on it and what they're going to want to get from it so that they don't like misunderstand what this is. Then you have to actually do the work to how do I get people to this thing? You're you giving know? me a panic attack. All right this now. stuff. And the what's curious, what's interesting is so many of us starting out we want we are, like everybody's starting out uh, trying to create a I want to help entrepreneurs live a better life and yada 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 the only reason why we're starting those businesses is because we're really passionate about these kinds of things that we're learning but we don't have any other expertise expertise to make a product about to use these tactics on you know we don't have an idea or a training to actually uh, you know 
take these tactics and sell something, we just have the training and the tact. We just have the tactics. Yep. And so we try to package those together and do the thing. And of course, I'm preaching to the choir. This so, is what we do. So, so hold on. Let's, uh, let's challenge those assumptions a little bit. Cause you just said that there's like 20 things that we have to know how to do. Yeah. Well, that, this is the pain. Right. This is the pain. That, well, that's that, what I think. That's what people feel. But the whole right. question today is: Do you really have to do all those exactly. things? Exactly. And can we abstract it a little bit? So you just listed ten things, and one of the things I really agree with, which is you have to be the mouthpiece of your company. You have to be the the marketing arm of your company, yeah. the media arm of your company. You have to now because you have to tell people about this thing that you create at least once. You know, maybe God willing, your thing is so awesome that you tell one person and then the work is done mm-hmm. and they just tell the rest of the world for you. But probably you're going to have to tell people over and over again. And that's, that's what it is being, being yeah. in a startup or starting yeah, a company. I mean, it costs you nothing to start this thing up. So where's the, be, the cost is the time it takes you to actually get it to make money. You yeah. Know? So you have to be the evangelist. So, mm-hmm. you, so that's one side of yeah. the house. You have to be the marketing arm. Mm-hmm. But the other side is you have to have the product or something of substance to tell people about in the first place, right? You have to have the idea. You have to know who the customers are, all that kind of stuff. And that's sacred, right? You have to do that. That's a a must do. Which is so hard, you know, because we can't teach you how to be the best, you know, bricklayer. Like you have to come in with with a skill, with an expertise, you know? Well, not necessarily. You can easily like work on one and show your work along the way. Yeah, absolutely yeah i mean we, we yeah there's lots of people who be, have who didn't start as an expert but became an expert by the end of it i mean yeah. i'm one i'm one of them right, right? Exactly. um but uh so so yeah you have to have an interest at least and you have to have an idea of something that's yeah, a value you gotta to have people. a heart you gotta be excited you gotta be interested you gotta have you gotta you gotta be engaged by this thing and yeah, i always think of be interested in the thing and then make that thing interesting for people to like yeah. care about so if you yeah. show your work and then you have something to offer people and then just focus on growing your audience. I think those are kind of the three main things. So it sounds like, I mean, but that sounds like a prerequisite, right? That, that sounds like one of these requirements that we're talking about is being in, actually interested, kind of, kind of, in, you know, engaged on fire with this thing. Well, you right? can be so interested in the topic, like you could be interested in cigars yeah. or wine or some you other vice-related thing, or you can be interested in building the business and like creating the business. Like you can be just interested in that. Yeah, part of it, just, but it, you can. But it, it's really hard to have enough expertise and to make something that's valuable enough if you don't really care about it. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. so for example, like, um, let's say you're interested in wine. Mm-hmm. I am. So how do you turn that? I'm interested in it. I think it's cool, but I don't really know that much about it. And I'm maybe I'm passionate about building a business. I really care about the you know the process of building a business, but. How do I go from that to having a business? Like, what's in between there? Like, yeah. there's something that, and I, I think. So, I always, first of all, I mean, I think we we did kind of identify something, which is this: like, I'm interested in X. This is one of these prerequisites to we're going to have to wear a million hats in our business. And if I don't actually enjoy the thing my business is about, or if I like started enjoying it, but then seven months into it, I'm just like, oh god. I really actually like Gary Vaynerchuk talking about like if I have another email about what wine pairs best with fish, I'm going <laughs> to poop on my computer, right. throw it out the window. Um, 
There's so first of all, I think I see. Come back. Let's come back to that. He, he's a he's a yeah. He's and he's a great um, example. I think of kind of the middle of the road because he obviously yeah. cares about wine, mm-hmm. but not so much that it's his lifelong pursuit. He's kind of yeah. he moved on to other things. You yeah. know what I mean? So he he likes it, but I think he also just really wanted to build his family business, mm-hmm. and so he did what it took to get really good at wine. Even though it wasn't maybe his like core passion, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, I think you're right. We've identified this in another episode as well. There, uh, if you end up resenting the audience that you actually serve with your thing, the community yeah. that you create. So, I mean, your community. You don't you don't monetize a blog. You know, you don't mon- you monetize a community. Like you you make something. People get interested enough in this topic and this idea. They trust your voice on it. This relationship is what is what our businesses are built off of. Right, yep. that that can traverse a hundred different domain ch- name changes and all this other stuff. Totally, you know, because as I've shown, as as you've shown. Um, so if you if you if you start something in a topic that eventually re- you resent the kind of people who are looking for information on that topic, mm-hmm. it's just a losing game to me. Like then you then you're just like you're putting you're putting crap out for what you feel like are crappy people who are searching for a crappy need in their life, you know? Yeah. And, and that will stunt your ability. And we all, you're going to, you're going to, cause, cause what we're getting in the, the, the precept here is if you're working on your own, you're going to have to wear a ton of hats and there's going to be a lot of work to do. And that work is going to be sweaty no matter what. It also, uh, so, so, so what we're talking about right now in the very first part of this episode are the two things that can make that work worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Caring about your topic and caring about the people who are curious about your topic, you know? And if you just have those two things, and then there's a handful of tactics, you know, about like staying close to the audience, allowing the customers to develop your idea of what they want, right? All of this sort of stuff. And then over time, in four years of of actually staying close, keeping your ear to the ground, talking to them, being close to them uh, in that capacity, in four years, you're going to know who they are, what they want, what they're interested in, and how to be the the world's best leading expert in making the things that those people love. Yeah. You know? There's there's so many... um counterexamples though i think or or just you know yeah yeah different directions Every, you can yeah, go. yeah so y- you you mentioned that you need to really care about your audience and i and i i agree i yeah. think that's the that's the ideal scenario um because long term i want to be doing a business that i really like but you have mm-hmm. to realize a lot of times you're heading straight into a massive pit of competition because yeah. there are certain topics and certain audiences that everyone would love to serve if they could but that means that there are a lot of different businesses out there trying to serve those people and to to solve those problems because yeah. they're sexy or whatever. So, you know, we you have used examples before as well about well, okay, let's say you're a designer, you need to figure out who your audience is. You just I just want some clients, they're going to come out of thin air. No, yeah. let's figure out who your audience is and and you've said before like why not be the designer for plumbers or yeah. whatever X is, you know, in terms of like a profession that needs designers. Do I have to love plumbers to make that work? Yeah. Or is caring about design and about building my business totally. enough? Yeah, and you bring up you bring up a great point because we're not talking about passion, we're talking about care. Right? And so care is I see who you are and what you're trying to do. I understand what's at stake. We love we all love the movie Rudy, right? We all love Rudy. Rudy, Rudy. Right? Rudy. But we're not Rudy, all football Rudy. players. We're not all football players. We're not all uh, you know, uh sort of half wits. You know, we don't have to be a half foot or Did a you football. Ever play football. I never played football, not even once. I played a lot of soccer. Yeah, 
little bit of baseball. Different kind of football. The di- football. Football. Hey, I know. World Cup's going on. I mean, right now, when this well, goes live, this will be ha- the World Cup will be going on. Will it be over? I don't know. It goes so fast. Ugh. They grow up so fast. They grow up so fast. C- Caleb, does this happen often where uh, you probably come to the table thinking, this is how this topic's going to go. And then we go a different direction. And then oh, it goes God. a totally different direction. Oh, yeah. It's almost like we can't get to that part of the conversation because first we have to rehash everything that we've ever thought of. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's kind of the, the joy of this show, I think, is that we're figuring out what we all think about it as we get to our yeah. answers towards the end of the episode. Yeah. So, the sausage. so what, what hats do we have so far? We have like an interested hat. Like you have to be interested. Well, uh, it's the domain expertise, really, is what the, the yeah. it's the and then it's the, the substance. care about the people. Yeah, hat. Let, let's have a, let's have a vague interest hat. Well, like like, like this it's is what, the substance. Let's it's talk about. The, the, I think what we're really talking about right now is we're talking about the the head that wears the hat, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the head and the heart that wear the hat, and this is a vague sense of interest and or care, right? Yeah, uh, in the topic and in the people. So that's the heart, right? Yeah, that's the heart. The head is I put in a lot of work. The head. Remember, I, I had a I was going to name my company HHH Heart. Head, hands, hammer, and heart, right? So, or actually, hammer, hands, head, and heart, because you've got the tools that you use to build anything. You've got your hands that actually have to swing the tool. You got your head because you're not just swinging wildly around. You have to know what to do. And you've got your heart because you're going to fizzle out. Like this is going to be so annoying unless you see that this matters to the people that you do it for, you know. And you kind of stay close to that. So I had this whole business plan you know, built up and created and like the branding and all this other stuff. And then I got an email from uh, a guy named Corbett Barr. Mm. And it just derailed everything. He's like, that dick. idea is awful. You can work with me instead. <laughs> that idea is awful. <laughs> that guy's a real dick. He uh, just comes and poops on your wedding cake. Yeah, just, P- just P- P-O-T-W-K, man. Poops on the wedding cake. <laughs> And I know that cake starts with a C, but it sounds better when you end things with a K. Yeah. Gosh. I've been doing a lot of like ca- capturing a lot of things for the naming and branding course, or the naming course that we'll eventually make within Fizzle. Just a lot of great examples and stories about, you know, different brand names. And K is an important concept in that. So we'll get back to that later. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. The letter K is a real enigma. <laughs> what a hard sound. So Caleb with a K. Caleb. Caleb. So, but I think that is important to recognize that we're talking up to now. We've basically only talked about. Uh, so, I, I remember I, I listed out these like all these like twenty five things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do X, Y, Z, you know, all this other stuff. We're like, okay, but that seems super frustrating because that's like a ton of stuff. And so we we rejiggered ourselves and okay, let's talk first of all what's what's necessary before you can even start heading down that list. Yeah, the interest. Uh, in the in the people in the topic and then the expertise uh, in this thing and like you said Caleb you don't have to be an expert to start you right. can't you don't have like you know you don't have to be an expert in Star Wars to start blogging about that one Jawa right well and sometimes can, it's even easier to not oh, it, be an expert because once totally. you get to a certain point like everything that was so beginner and basic like you didn't even think about so you know what to start to cover but if yeah you it's do hard it from the beginning. Then you like know all the stuff you're learning, and you can just show your work along the way. That's yeah. true. And I know don't, that's like the 18th time you've said "show your work," Caleb. Are you referencing any uh, Austin Kleon's books? books. Yeah. <laughs> Come out, yeah. show your recently. work. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe you were um, tutoring people at home. Yeah, on I haven't. Algebra. The funny thing is, here I haven't read either of those books because they're "show your work" and "steal like an artist." And um, I know both of them would probably change the lives of 
80% of the listeners right now. Just mm-hmm. getting into it. and just, Because what it does is it makes you feel comfortable in your own skin. Oh, God. Do I love when you plug a book you haven't read? I, and, well, I just, I've been following him for a long time. And I just know all of... I, I've seen probably most of the pages of the book from yeah. like tweets and other people before. Uh, and I just... You get the heart of the book. And if you need to sit in it for 20 pages or 200, you'll get the heart of it. And it'll, and it'll change the way you look at things. Um, so that's a that's a great book to read. Probably, actually, both of those are great books to read for both of those things that we just talked about, the interest and the expertise. Because there's a lot of insecurity about like, I'm not an expert. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know enough to start being the guy on this, that, and the other. You know, we all feel that. Nobody's an expert enough. Expert enough. Well, that's a good idea for something to build. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. Um, Do you guys so, want to talk about like what hats yeah. you like just decided not to wear? Like when you were getting started? Ooh, that's a good way into this question. Um, uh, Since we've made zero progress, thanks, Caleb, for trying to come out. Oh, you know what? We, what we've done is we've set up a brilliant context for this. And a true, a very true context. Yeah. Like that is a true context, what we've, where we've just been. Uh, but the hats, let's see, the hats that we decided not to wear. I was a cold call sales guy for about a good six, four months. <laughs> six, I will, four. yeah. I will a good, not wear that hat again. Yeah. I know too much now about... I thought you were going to say, from 17 to 23 years old, no, God, I was I cold call salesman. I, it's so crazy because I'm so grateful for that opportunity. It's like it's like the like the worst experience of your life that you, that you look back fondly on. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, it was really, really, really dumb and really, really dumb and really hard. Really hard work. Uh, and just, you just... The, the hard, Did you have a script? I, I developed, I had to develop my own. Oh, they didn't give you one. And I created my whole own like, of- framework of spreadsheets of like how many times have I, you're, I mean, I'm, you're contacting people six, seven times. So I'd have seven columns on my spreadsheet and I would move one contact from one to the other with little notes about each one. You had your getting own to know the CRM gate, system. Getting to know the gate. This is just an Excel spreadsheet. Getting to know the gatekeepers at each, each one of these places. <laughs> trying to see, you know, trying to get into the people yeah. to sell a, you know, thirty to $50,000 website at the heart of the recession. Yeah, you know, like nobody, nobody buys a fifty thousand dollars website when nobody can get financing and credit, and that everybody's afraid horrible. of the. Oh, it's just two weeks before my son was born. Like it's like the whole nine yards. I'm like, man. who am I? What am I here that for? Was a dark place. I was thrashing. You hit man. bottom there, but I am really glad that I did that. But I also learned what is effective and not with my gifts and talents, and that is not effective. So that actually is a good like story to get into for me. Knowing what I don't do very well. uh, there's like, for instance, putting headlines on, on podcasts, trying to even think about podcast topics, trying to do, there's a handful of things that you start doing and you realize, oh my goodness, this is really not like, I'm not leveraging anything that I'm good at to be able to do this in some ways. Right. You just, I, I, what I'm saying is there's some tasks that just feel so, so uphill battle. Right. Mm-hmm. But you still have there's 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 a fork in the road here. Some of them you're going to have to do no matter what. Right? Yeah. Okay. So and so the others, ones that yeah what so so what else feels uphill for you? Um. Uh. So a lot of times it's uh I love the making and the creating of the things and I hate uh trying to figure out the best headline for these things. But I'm interested in that process because I can make the worst thing in the world and put a great headline on it and it'd be twice as effective as the best thing in the world with a bad headline. Right. But it, but, you know? but doing that, that process always makes you feel it, I know. Like, for well, and I think specifically what about it is when I have to do it quickly, when it's like, 
when I have to like, when I'm just trying to squirt this out really quick because we have to, we have 25 other things to do. You know, I'd love to do a little research, get into this question, have a cup of coffee, think about it for a couple of days. You know, like that, that's exciting to me. Talk about it with other people. Then I'm, I'm crafting this thing, mm-hmm. but, but trying to, the, the, the bummer of it is the priorities are flipped. The headline should have been the most important thing. Cause that's where you do your research on what are people worried about? What are they scared of? Where's the darkness? What's the light of this thing? What do they want from this thing? That's where the research comes from, where you actually discover that versus, um, what I often end up doing is just kind of going and doing my own thing over here and then trying to quickly do that stuff. Knowing, just knowing full well that like, this is so half-assed, so half-assed. I think more than anything else that being, doing things half-assed is what just wears on me over time. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's, that's partly in this, in this concept because when you have so many hats to wear, you, and you're not, um, you're not actually, you know, planning out enough time for each one. Mm -hmm. That's, that's just a, yeah, you're gonna feel pretty crappy. About totally, that, and know? that's just something to kind of realize. You're always yeah. gonna be half-assing something. Yeah, you have to figure out which things you're going to purposefully not half-ass because yeah. it's the the substance of the business. But the mm-hmm. rest of the stuff in the beginning, you're probably going to. Caleb, what feels uphill to you? What do you remember not wanting to do or pushing off when you were getting started? I think it was more the stuff that I tried to do too much. Like I tried to design my site over and over and over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. I spent so fiddling. much time fiddling, yeah, with stuff yeah. like that. Um, I and also I pushed off like the accounting and the financial part of it a little bit because that was my day job <laughs> that I was trying to escape, and so I didn't really want to focus my business so much on that stuff because, like, that was what I did all the time in the previous years going yep. through everything. So I didn't really want to focus too much on those things. Um, I think those yeah. would be the main two things. Like I fiddled way too much with the design and I wore that hat too much instead of just making stuff. I also think of, and it's interesting because this is also like seasonal in life. Like you go through like two or three years of just digging and trying to write stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know who you are. You don't know what this business is about. Right. You would say, you would say to everyone, I know this is what I'm doing. You yeah, think your answer changes every you week. You think you know, right? right. You think, but you don't know. And, and, uh, and that's important. That's that part of that, like necessary delusion of being an entrepreneur and, and that's how you're learning. I, I did that for several years in each of the businesses I've ever been a part of, right? No, oh, this is about this. Oh, and the next week, oh, actually, it's about this. Oh, and every time it's like full certainty, I know what it is. Yeah. And I know what I'm here for. But I'm just, really, you're just digging. You're just digging. You're digging. And that's why I feel like eventually you interact with enough people or enough people interact with your things that they end up telling you what it is. Yeah. You know, and then you start to get confident about this is what it is because this is what it's meant to these thousand people over here yeah you know according to these comments or tweets or this that and the right. other because so now you're like you do that for you hear from 45 people and they, they all say a very similar thing about like man this was super helpful thank you it helped me x y and z then you're just like okay i'm it, you know but as the entrepreneur we all start with a very you know kind of selfish mindset but just individual mindset about like this is what i'm gonna make this is what i want to see in the world this is what is going on and then and so we start there and it's a slow gradual process of of watching it either sink or swim in the actual community mm-hmm. in, that that you create, um, yeah. So I know, to me, that that is just the sense of you're going to have these seasons where you're wearing this hat more than the other ones, or you're just wearing these this hat, and then then eventually realize, oh my god, I haven't been wearing this one the whole time, you know. And that's just very logical and natural. I mean, thinking about you know the idea of like what to delegate, right? In this, right. If you can delegate things, we're talking about the hats that we don't like to wear, maybe the ones that were le- that feel less natural on each of us. And I want to get your answer to that here in a second. But uh, 
the interesting I was waiting for waiting for you to run out of air. I I, I don't think it happened. I don't. (laughs) This is just I love I so love the sound of my own voice. Yeah, you know what I realized? I realized this. I love. You're going to illustrate that you love the sound of your own voice by telling a story. Here's the truth. The truth about me is I only think when I'm talking out loud. Uh huh. I think I, I speak. If you're not than speaking, it's you're not just thinking. Empty in and your if, head when you're not. And talking. if yeah. I'm not, yeah. If I'm, I love. That's why he has that weird look on his face exactly. when he's not talking. Exactly. <laughs> and I love talking so much because I really love figuring things out. Interesting. I really love this conversation that we're having and every conversation that we have because we're figuring things out. I'm so bad at preparing for podcasts. You know, and like because I don't do that in real life. Well, you had a lot of coffee. That's preparation, <laughs> yeah. right? Don't worry. I mean, I worked out yesterday. I'm yeah. taking care of my 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 machinery, your vessel, my vessel. But I love figuring things out, and that's why I'm a mo- I get motor mouthy. Being John the, Malkovich was only, such a weird movie. Remember that whole thing, the oh, vessel. I need to. I need to watch that again. You do really bad. You do really really bad. Okay, so um, let, let's hear from you, Corbett. What is some of the tasks or hats that you've worn that you're like, oh, this one really doesn't fit very well. Um, something that I avoided a, for a really long time was putting an actual product out for sale. Yeah, and oh, that's a this is a great yeah, that's a great hat. And there are a couple of reasons, but that's a that's like that's probably the most important. It's not hat. the product hat; it's the being comfortable with selling something hat. It's there's a couple of hats. One is being able to focus long enough to to spend two months on building something yeah. mm-hmm. that you have no guarantee anybody's going to like, yeah. that you feel like stopping a hundred times in between and you just end up making it way harder and way longer than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, so that whole process of building a product, I stopped, I, I just procrastinated on it like forever because I just couldn't focus on it and also because I was afraid of selling you yeah. know of putting something out there and saying hey this thing is 40 dollars or whatever it was yeah. mm-hmm. um that whole it just it just felt like a betrayal of the audience or like it was where this whole thing that i had been doing for a year would either sink or swim yeah and you're really afraid that it's going to sink because it's it's easy to play business for a really long time mm-hmm. to pretend business yeah without having revenue coming in and um that's the real hard part. That's when you have to tell your spouse, you know, it's no more like, oh, you know, next year we're going to do a product, but right now I'm building my audience. No, it's, I put a product out and nobody bought it. Mm-hmm. So now what? <laughs> you know, now, yeah, totally. now do I have another six months to try to do this again or, or how's that going to work? Were you yeah. worried about choosing the wrong product to make first? Cause I know that people Absolutely. have like tons of ideas and they just don't know which one to choose. So they just Absolutely. don't do any. And you know what the thing is? Mm-hmm. You can never know. This is the same thing with like coming up with a business idea in general. Y- you can never know for sure. People get really obsessed with the idea of validating a business or validating a product before you build it. Yeah. So that all there's all this certainty there. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Even really smart people like like um, what is what's his name? Um, Chase Reeves. Uh, no, Dean oh. Dean Common, the inventor, mm. the guy that, that the uh, built the Segway, the yeah. Segway guy. Oh yeah. I mean, imagine how much investment, how many smart people he had behind that, thinking this was going to change the world. Yeah. And it just it flopped, you know. And so even people it who have been in tours business, of cities, you can just oh, tour cities was, all over. I was going to say, like we saw the guy mall yesterday in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah, like had a, had a mall cops too. Unbelievable. <laughs> but it doesn't mean yeah. that it's not it's not worth doing. And and yeah. the, and the thing is, because you're never going to know, you kind of just have to put something out there. So with products, Caleb, you know, 
you're going to have 10 ideas and yeah. you have to make an educated guess as to what you think the best three are going to be. And then you should just, you know, do a survey, put it in front of your audience and say, yeah. which, which one of these things do you care most about? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I mean, imagine, imagine building a product over the course of a year in a bunch of little tiny ways, right? You have two months of testing. You have five ideas for the, what the product could be. Okay. So you write a blog post on each one of those. Okay. Just a blog post that gets to the heart of that topic. Right? You standing up? Why are you standing? Uh, my back's killing me. Oh. I don't know why. My pants are too tight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean, Vern? Been there. Uh, oh, hadn't thought about that in a while. Uh, dude. Well, okay. As we're Ernest. Re- as we're recording this. Ernest. He was like the original blue collar comedy brother, guy. Brother, wait. Because as we're recording this, the episode that airs tomorrow. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite. Uh, Ernest. Uh, favorite, like. If they were introduction things, okay, sweet. Uh, it's really great, and I, and I made some show art for it too. That's really good. Nice. Um, so uh, <laughs> now I lost so don't rat hole on the train, product thing too long because we're just talking about different hats. Okay, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's, yeah, we'll save that because there's a rant inside the the, the design course that I did. I, there's like a 23 minute video or, or like lesson where it's just me going like, listen, if I was starting from scratch, here's exactly what I would do. Yeah, and and it ends up being. A, exactly what i wanted to say and we don't have 23 minutes so all right so so far we've we've talked about some hats that are really important to wear mm-hmm. you've got the the substance the care like you know mm-hmm. the 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 heart of yeah. the business like mm-hmm. that matters we've talked about the you have to be comfortable with telling people about your business side the the marketing angle cuz people aren't going to do it for you you have to yeah. get the word out about what you're doing so that's important as well and then the product role is really important you have to put a price on something, package it up, and put it out there in the world so that people have some mechanism for giving you money. And this mm-hmm. is the thing. like If we just surveyed everyone in Fizzle who is unhappy with their business or hasn't made progress or whatever, and we asked them, do you have something for sale, period? Do you have a service? Do you have some way for someone to give you money in exchange for some value yeah. that you provide? A lot of them would say no, and they're just in that stage where they're they're pretending business, yeah. where they haven't, and, and that's that's for some reason online people spin their wheels for a really long time, worrying about the legal structure of their business or worrying about their Twitter follower count or whatever, yeah. and they don't get to the heart of oh, the yeah, matter. How which I is, use social media, like I got to read the book on that right. before I this that and the other. They don't get to the heart of the matter, which is you have to just create something of value. And put a price on it so that people can pay. Yeah, and for I it. like that in this context because we we're talking about all the hats that we have to wear. And then if you look at it, most businesses, yeah, you, you you will have to wear a bunch. But you know what? It gets me really fired up is to think through. None of these hats matter. Like nothing, nothing. And like you could do a very successful business wearing only one of these hats. You know, wearing only the Twitter hat or wearing only the this, that, and the other hat, right? So it's not about like, oh, there's all these hats that I have to wear and I have to go learn about all these hats and put them on and get the right fit for me and do all this other stuff with all these hats. It's a lot of work. First of all, no, you're coming at it from the wrong point of view, maybe. And the question ends up being more about, you know, what do you actually want? What is this business going to be? And then, and then how, how do you, how, what is a natural way for your personality and your way of being? to do the things that we need to do. Because what we need, if we look at the categories of hats, we're talking about gr- like gaining and growing and stewarding an audience, yep. right? We're talking about the making of, of something to sell to that audience, 
Yep. Right? That we're not, there's no, nothing required about social media, nothing required about blogging, nothing required about email, nothing required about any of this stuff, right? You could do a, we know some best practices. You know, yeah. we could shave off three years of you figuring this stuff out right. with some training, but, but, uh, but what, so what if, you know, let's say you, we've agreed that you, you have to have both sides of the equation. You have to make the thing that's valuable and you have to find the people who are going to buy it and tell them about it. What if, you don't have any of those skills to find the people. What if you don't know how to write? What if you, what if you have a great idea but you can't you can't tell people about it in a way that makes them care about it? Yeah. What if you can't podcast to save your life or create videos or whatever? Like, how are you going to get the word out about the thing? Well, this is a, this makes me think. First of all, of guess what? You might be a really awesome number two, and you might be a really awesome number two. Um, to work with someone. And mm-hmm. by by the way, when you work with someone in a, a situation like that, it's a number two works with a number two. And and you like you, you have to put your heads together to make a number one, so yeah. to speak. You know what I mean? Um, this whole lone wolf mentality that we all sort of have, like, oh, it's the internet. I could blog, so I have to build this thing. And now if they're not coming for me, if they're coming for a team, oh, what does that mean? You know, all the things that we had to deal with to get used to, yeah. you know, just kind of shaving off this, like, if this is Corbett's blog, or that's Chase's blog, or this, right. this is Caleb's job, or this, it's like, we all had to throw ourselves into this thing. And, you, you know, know, we should say the, the whole, um, you know, partnering with someone thing doesn't have to mean that you and I guess this is the the next conversation that we're yeah. kind of getting into, so we don't have to dive all the way into it. But it doesn't mean that you have to like join at the hip for life. You mm-hmm. can partner with people just on one off projects yep. where, like you did with Adam Baker, right? right? Or like you know Chris Gillibo did uh, for a long time. He had other people write eBooks, yeah, to sell to his audience that he he co authored with them. Yeah, but basically it's like, look, I I'm really good at building the audience. I have the audience. This is what Darren yeah, Rouse still does. does yeah, yeah, Darren Rouse does this with um, Digital Photography School too. He has this massive audience, and he's you know focused on building that audience. And he can just have someone create a product for them that he thinks will be good, and co-author it essentially yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. But basically, his part is I bring the audience, you bring the product, we split the profits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That that I would love to see more people thinking, uh, thinking like that. Now, how, I mean, that's that's hard, and that's a different. That's a different conversation, yeah. the partnership conversation. But I'll just I'll just say that and put the pin yeah. on it that like I would love for you to think who could I how can I find someone or who that of all the people that I've met at the conferences and the things like that, of the friends that I'm starting to meet online, who could could I work together with? Yeah. To kind of like to just have a common mission with one another. Who do I see that could use what I have and yep. that vice versa? You know, Absolutely. so um before we get into that for the next episode, yeah. what yeah. other what other hats are we are we not talking about? So a big one that I think people stress about is tech, right? So this is something yeah. that some people happen to be good at and some people aren't. Just and a lot of times... Software if, in general. Yeah. If, so a like lot of times setting if, up your website, designing it, like that right. sort of stuff? Right, exactly. Part of it is that. Audio Part of it is editing, like, I want to do a editing. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all that, all that, that kind stuff. of stuff. All the tech stuff. And it's so funny because there, there are some, like with audio and video and stuff like that, yeah, you really got to kind of... There, it can be tough. You could also like with Final Cut Pro X, even iMovie, uh, GarageBand, all that stuff. This actually is really quite simple. And the best is go to <laughs> go to Apple's Genius Bar and schedule something, and just have someone teach you that, or just spend a bunch of time on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but so that those things are, are closer than you think. And then same thing with the website. It's about the words, silly. 
You know, it's yeah. really going to be about how you communicate on that thing. And we we have a whole great course that I did inside Fizzle on that that beats you <laughs> beats you uh, into <laughs> submission. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Uh, it's a crazy thing. It's a actually physical. It's abuse. part of the yeah. It's part of the uh, the the workshop for the event. It's it, exactly, it, and it's really it's our philosophy of learning. If you if it's not painful, like you, you're not going to remember it. Right. Um, but uh, you're right about this hat of technology. Like we, I've talked to a lot of people who, who it's just, it, they're just so defeated and deflated about like, I just, cause I know what that's like. You know, I remember there are, when you do not know about the, you open up a piece of software or you have the idea of a podcast and you're all you that's standing in your, in your, you know, between you and this thing is this gnarly monster of a, of the, your fear about a software. Yeah. You know, because it, it's super challenging. So again, a situation where it's only really painful because, uh, you're trying to do it super quick. And and what ends up happening is you never end up doing it. But if you wasted four months just getting to know GarageBand, just keep your day job and waste four months just like working with a guy at the Apple Pro library or something, at the, whatever, right. a genius bar, or hiring a coach or something like that, right? Then, okay, this actually becomes kind of an adventure and kind of easy uh, instead of, because we just, I think we just crush ourselves with the results we expect to get from a thing. Well, yeah, you know? it's, all about, it's all about the taste that you have. Yeah, you know, and, like how much you expect this thing to be successful and how good it's going to sound and look and everything. And I think that you worry too much about the quality a lot of the times when really you should just, you know, get something like Squarespace, have a site that's already pre-designed, start writing, just hit the record button on your phone, put it out in front of you, shoot a video, record some audio and start putting it online and seeing what people say. Like the quality in the beginning is not as important, I think, as people yeah. make it out yeah. to be I, i'm huge on quality like if we have a dvd and a blu-ray of a movie and someone puts in the dvd i like i get mad right i'm like oh you could be watching this on blu-ray so like i'm a quality my eyes person. are bleeding yeah exactly so <laughs> what, why are you watching this in sd yeah <laughs> yeah but, but like to a certain point it's like you have to ship you have to like start making stuff instead of spending four months at the genius bar like trying to learn garage band like Spend four months recording a bunch of episodes and then just throw them away or something. And then when yeah. you're ready to record a good one, you have practiced for it. Yeah. So the first step is question your assumptions about what's important here. Mm-hmm. Does it need to be perfect or does it need to get out in the world? Yeah, because something perfect, I could do. Yeah, it would be perfect like, is the enemy of good, right? I wish or perfect it, is the enemy of done. So exactly. Sometimes you just wish, like, with the creative types, with the people like us who are trying to build something, I just wish I could just. Just snuggle them so hard that they forget to worry about things like that. Like a sloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like mm-hmm. a just a gentle. Did you guys hear about sloth. sloth Week? No. Yeah, I think instead of Shark Week, they're doing Sloth Week. I try to live Dude, every week like it's. My shark brother week. just sent me a YouTube clip. I'm. I think that's why my head's still so screwed up. Is a dude has got a GoPro on, and they're like just jumping off some cliff. He's like, "Okay, you ready? Woo, woo! You jump off a cliff. Woo! Jumps in. Amazing! Wow, this big cliff jump!" And he's like, "Huh." Ah. And he comes, pops up out of the water, and his buddies go, shark! <laughs> like, there's a freaking massive great white shark in the water, 30 yards from him. And he goes, <gasps> he goes underwater, and you see this thing. It goes under him by about 10 feet, kind of just cruising around. And he goes, you hear him scream underwater, right? And he, he starts just, just paddling. He's 15, 20 yards off of the cliff, right? For now. Yep. And he just starts paddling, getting close to the, like, trying to get it, and then, and then, like, 
like kind of pauses and goes goes under again and here's this freaking shark coming like sort of at him and then just kind of ve- slowly just lackadaisically sort of veers off right and he, you just see his hands in front of him like just how is this going to happen is it real right? it's so real are you sure dude i really thought when that eagle swooped down and grabbed that baby in the park <laughs> i thought that was real too it's so real it is uh it I, I, there's still like battery acid in my guts from watching that this morning at the coffee shop. So, and that's a little bit about what it's like to wear multiple hats. It is. So, <laughs> just let's, to let's put just, a pin in this thing. Yeah, we so we got we to really draw this thing to conclusion so, here. Yeah, and and just to just just one last thought on the tech thing or on any hat. Mm-hmm. You kind of have two choices here. You that well, the default choice is to whine and complain about it and let it defeat you. Yeah, which is what happens to most people. They they hit a roadblock with tech. Or with some aspect of their business, and they realize it's harder than they had hoped, mm-hmm. and that they're going to have to put effort in, and they just they whine and complain and they give yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what you could do, or you can realize there's basically two options in front of you. You can either learn it and do it yourself, or you can find someone and convince them to do it for you, either with money or favors or whatever it is, yeah. which is what we're going to get into in the mm-hmm. next episode. If you decide to learn it yourself then just admit that it's going to take hours and hours and hours to learn something, but it's probably not as hard as you think either. You're kind of in this mm-hmm. place in your mind where it's like, oh, it's not like I, can, I can't just do it right now, yeah. but just have a little bit of patience because I learned Final Cut Pro through these videos that are free yeah. online mm-hmm. in the course of like four hours. I just watched it two evenings in bed yeah. like before I went to sleep. And like on the third day, I could use Final Cut Pro, totally. you know, and I can edit videos now. And I had no yeah. experience before. Mm-hmm. So there are great video tutorial series. That's what Fizzle is all about as well. Mm-hmm. It's like building an email list is hard. Well, we have two hours of material to show you how to do it. And yeah. by the end of that, you're going to be pretty good at it. So mm-hmm. just, you know, have some patience and you can learn a lot more than you think you can. Yeah. Well, because- and learn by doing. Like you can mm-hmm. watch as many tutorials as you want, but like while that tutorial's up, have the program on the other side of your yeah. screen, like doing it step by step along the way to totally. remember it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, so of all the things that we we've we've talked about here, this is kind of like a very earnest sort of searching conversation about like you know what this is really tough. Yeah, you know to do of all of all these things that we've we've discussed today. Like, how would you? What would you say to someone? Who's who just comes to you? Because it sounds like someone's coming and just saying, "Ugh, there's just so much to do," you know? Yeah. For me, I guess the point would just simply be, "Listen, there is. There's a lot to do, and you could focus on a lot of different stuff, and you could try to you could spend all your time over on this hat or on the other hat, and then maybe in the end it ends up being the wrong hat to have focused on. And this is all just a big search to figure out who you are and how you're going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Because how you're going to do this thing ends up being your differentiation. It ends up being the source of the content that you create. It ends up being the thing your brand. You know what I mean? And that all." That 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 not is it isn't just about like the the things you're making over here on one side and then we move all the way to the other side of the building and and put on our hats and do the stuff about the things we just made you know what I mean the the this is all sort of a gooey organic process and uh it's it's integrated to the business itself that it, what am I saying I'm just trying to say that like, we, we I feel like there, some jargon just came out for a second there no because I really words. I really uh, like I realize I don't know how to actually say what I'm saying like the, we we you know what I, like imagine on one desk over here there's like a, okay I'm gonna blog I'm gonna I'm gonna search inside my soul and I'm gonna write write this thing and I'm gonna teach and train and do all this stuff and then we go into the other side of the room and, we, and there's like a, there's like 15 hats and there's like a, okay here's how to use social media and Pinterest and all this stuff got to make an image on this thing so 
you go back across the room and make the 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 image to go like put your it's like CEO and worker bee almost right. We, we can treat it that way, but it but then we we have all these requirements on us. We feel like we're failing unless we're wearing all these hats and doing all this stuff. When really the point of the thing, try to come back to make something good that there's a bunch of people who want that thing. Even if they don't know about you yet, they're looking for it. They want that thing. So half of that is just understanding those people and what they want. Still, I say that every freaking episode because I spent so much of my life trying to make something out of me and it ended up breeding a kind of selfishness, also an authenticity and a trueness, but that felt that ended up being misguided until I found like the people who it meant something to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think for me, the undergirding thing of everything we do in business, it comes back to the people that it means something to. So that would be my like takeaway from this. What would you say, Caleb? Mine would be never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Ooh. So you're just a bo- big old booty guy. I thought you were more, more of a, yeah, that's cool. You're a booty guy. <laughs> Is that, that's it, Caleb? Well, I mean, we talked about. Wait, wait, most Corbett, of it. you say that like it. You say that like it wasn't that good. This is a good idea. I mean, it was a profound statement, but I'm just. <laughs> Corbett's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's it. That's all you got. Well, you can wear all the hats, or you can pick whatever you feel like you're good at making things, or doing the accounting if that's what you want to spend your time doing and figuring out the business plan, or like figure out whatever hats you want to wear. And then just focus all your energy on those things. Because like you said earlier, Cor, but if you just do a couple things really well, like if you have an app and it just does one thing really well, then it can be popular. It doesn't have to do everything. Yeah. Like you don't have to do everything with your business. You can just figure out what works really well. Yeah. Um, I th- mine would be that you have to be your own boss, meaning you need a boss. You can't just like you know, show up and just start working and kind of frantically run from tech to accounting to this to that and like spend waste half of a day doing something Mm -hmm. that in the big picture doesn't really move the needle on your business and what you're trying to do. So you need to be a boss in your business. You've heard this phrase probably like a boss. You've heard this phrase probably working on your business versus working in your business. Mm -hmm. So almost like you have to Get out of the weeds, you know, mm-hmm. rise up above everything. Maybe, maybe go from the weeds to the tall cotton. S- survey the landscape and <laughs> and ask yourself these harder questions that we've been talking about, which is what really matters in this business. And if I allow myself to um, get stuck on setting up my accounting system for two weeks, mm-hmm. how important is that to the overall picture of the business? And should I maybe just not worry about accounting at all right now because... I don't even have money coming in mm-hmm. uh, or should I find a service to do that for me yeah. that that saves me a bunch of time and, and that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode. I have been Chase Wardman-Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. And I've been Caleb Logic. And this is one. So there you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash 62 is where you're going to find some links and books mentioned in this episode including that insane GoPro shark video, which I can't even walk with, or I can't even watch without getting like, indigestion. Gives me agita. Can't eat it. Gives me agita. That's fizzleshow.co slash 62. Here's a rating from Undespistato in Spain. He says, or she, El contenido es muy bueno y el formato muy entretenido. Muy recomendable. <laughs> Amazing! I think I don't even speak Spanish, and I think I understand that. Thanks, Undes 
Bistato. That's the, your name's the hardest thing. The names, seriously. Can't believe the names you guys pick in, in, in iTunes. If you liked this show, please leave us an honest rating in iTunes. I'd love to be able to read yours out on the next episode, no matter what language it is in. <laughs> Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. Hey, I think you're brave. What you're trying to build is difficult. You're swimming upstream and whatever happens in the future, you can take a breath now and be proud of yourself for the work you're already doing. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.